What's up, homies? Welcome to another episode of the Homies Real Estate Podcast. This is your host, Anthony. I'm Angel. I'm a realtor. I'm a lender. And together, we're going to break down this crazy real estate market. We got another great podcast for you. I know a lot of you are looking to purchase a home, maybe your first home. And you've heard of something considered the first time home buyer's loan or the FHA loan. Well, Angel and I are going to break down this loan how to use it to purchase a home in 2022. And thank goodness that he's a lender because I'm going to have him answer an array of us navigate this loan. So, Angel, first things first, what is the FHA loan? So the FHA loan, it's FHA stands first and foremost for Federal Housing Administration. Um, many people refer to it as a first-time homebuyer's loan. A program or first-time homebuyer's loan. Anthony, quick question. Is it a first-time homebuyer's loan? It is not a first-time homebuyer's loan. You can actually use the FHA loan more than once. The thing is that you can only have one FHA loan out at a time. Mm -hmm. There are special requirements in order for you to have two out at a time, but for the sake of this conversation, let's just say you can only have one FHA loan at a time. Exactly, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much FHA again and we'll go into detail obviously what fha what in, what entails in an fha loan right what details and mm -hmm. all those things um but yeah just as far as what it stands for it's federal housing administration loan so it's a government loan or a government insured loan right and it's commonly said first time home buyers loan but it is not a first time home buyers loan um but yeah so we'll go into to, to more details right now yeah and i actually pulled a fun fact so According to FHA's 2020 annual report, more than 83% of all FHA loan originations were for borrowers purchasing their first homes. So you can see that there are some people that are purchasing using the FHA loan for second times, but again, it's predominantly first-time home buyers. Exactly. So, Angel, what is the minimum down payment for an FHA loan? Great question. So minimum down payment is only 3.5%. 3.5% down. So for a five hundred thousand dollar home, what does that look like? You know, I believe it's it's either seventeen or eighteen thousand five hundred. Yeah, seventeen thousand five hundred. And then yeah. there's always closing costs, right? Mm -hmm. to, so aside from the minimum down payment, so what does that look like? Yeah, so closing cost is gonna be the same across, um, rather if it's FHA or conventional, and that's about two to two point five percent of the purchase price not loan amount but purchase price um usually what i notice it's yeah more towards two two to two point two five percent so let's just say on a five hundred thousand dollar home you're looking at about like twelve thousand dollars in closing costs give or take yeah more or less so what i always like to say is hey account for three and a half percent for the down payment another conservative two and a half percent for closing costs that leaves you six percent of the purchase price so once you have six percent of whatever purchase price you're looking at whether that's you know mm -hmm. five hundred thousand or if that's nine hundred thousand mm -hmm. you want to make sure that you have that set aside yeah and usually again it would probably be a little less than that but it's always good to think on the higher end and mm -hmm. at the end of the day if you have a couple extra thousand in your pocket um it's better for you right so absolutely yeah. so angel what is the minimum credit score so the minimum credit score for FHA is 580, right? The banks that actually do FHA loans under 620, there's not many, right? So a lot of banks will not touch an FHA loan unless you have a 620 or some of them are like a 600 requirement. When COVID started, it was like 
I think FHA themselves, I'm, I'm not mistaken, said we're not even doing loans under six under six twenty right now. Has to at least be uh, at least a six twenty credit score. Uh, now that COVID's calmed down, mm-hmm. there is again there's banks that do it with less than a less than a um, six twenty five eighty to to six nineteen. The only issue with that is is we need to get an approval from it's called desktop underwriter, which basically it's a it's a automated it's a computerized automated underwriting system that we submit loans through and it's basically saying assuming everything your loan officer put in your loan application is correct, along with analyzing your credit report, if that is all factual, then your loan will get approved. When you're below six twenty, the underwriting system does get a little tougher, right? So um, it's doable and interest rates are a lot higher as well yeah. when you're under 620. Absolutely. So I always recommend 620 um, because the truth of the matter is to get from a 580 to a 620 credit score, sometimes it's not even that hard right, to get there. So um, 620 is definitely, definitely what I would recommend. Thank you. And thank you for uh, elaborating on the difference between, you know, 620 under and 620 higher mm-hmm. for the interest rates just because it definitely makes more sense when you have a 620 or higher. To use the FHA loan than it does when it's under a 620 credit score. Angel, what does the debt-to-income ratio look like mm-hmm. for the FHA loan? So the FHA looks at two ratios, so debt-to-income ratio and housing expense ratio. Uh, we'll go over housing expense ratio first. So housing expense ratio is just based on your monthly income, how much of a um, a monthly payment can you afford, right? Gross, gross income? Gross income, correct. Okay, uh, taxes. If you if you are a W-2 employee, um, if you are a uh, self-employed employee, we look at your, your net income on your business returns. But yeah, so we look at your gross income. So let's just say, to make it simple, you make $10,000 a month. Um, 47% of, or just under 47%, we'll say 47% right now, 47% of your monthly income can be used towards... Um, a monthly mortgage payment, right? So your monthly mortgage payment cannot exceed $4,700, right? That's 47% of 10,000. Along with the housing expense ratio, we also look at the debt to income ratio, right? Um, Which that is basically not only are we looking at the debt from your mortgage payment, Mm -hmm. but we're also looking at all your debts. So if you have a car payment, um, personal loan, credit card, student loans, all that included, that cannot exceed 57%. So $5,700 of your monthly income, assuming you make $10,000 a month, cannot exceed um, that. Your debts cannot exceed that, right? If it does, you will no longer qualify. So you have to look. Sometimes if you have no debt at all, then we just look at your housing expense ratio, which would be the 47%, right? So that's just a brief description. It is a little complicated just to say it and to maybe comprehend it. So hopefully I, I explain it as best as I could um, in a short amount of time. But if you do have any more questions, feel free to reach out to us and we can answer that in greater detail. Yeah, absolutely. You know, thank you for explaining that. So for the FHA loan, again, there's a housing expense ratio, a debt to income ratio. But all in all, I just want to keep your debt relatively low because that's going to help you qualify for more. Exactly. Uh, Angel, there's loan limits, right? There is mm-hmm. conventional loan limits and then there's fha loan limits what Mm -hmm. do the loan limits look like for the fha loan and what are they yes so the fha loan limit what a loan limit is first and foremost is the bank cannot lend more than that than the loan limit is set right so for la county the maximum loan limit right now is nine hundred seventy thousand eight hundred dollars if i'm not mistaken yep um so the bank cannot lend a penny over that, right? Any money over that that loan that loan amount has to come out of your pocket. And again, I do want to emphasize: this is your amount you can you the loan 
or the amount you can be lent to you, right? Yeah. That is not your purchase price. There's mm-hmm. a difference. Your purchase price minus down payment. That's your loan amount. So, but mm-hmm. yeah, the maximum loan amount is $970,800. Mm-hmm. So to put it like if you're going to do an FHA loan, like your maximum purchase price in LA County would be $1 million, I think 5000 one million five thousand. Yeah. After your down payment. That's considering three and a half percent. Three and a half percent down. Correct. Uh, so basically, multiply yeah. nine seventy by three point five percent or whatever. Yeah. That gives you. And then one thing we'll, well, I'll mention too, real quick. I don't know the exacts on top of my head for the for the units, but also if you're buying a duplex, a triplex, or a fourplex, which you can with an FHA loan, those loan limits do increase, right? So um, if obviously duplexes are more expensive, so they mm-hmm. allow you to lend more money to, for a duplex. Same thing for a triplex, fourplex. They increase per unit. I actually broke down what the loan limits are, so I'm going to run it through for you just because it does vary from county to county. So in L.A. County, Orange County, high-cost areas, you're going to have the ceiling loan limits but in riverside county uh san bernardino county the loan limits are a lot different just because they aren't high cost areas so the loan limits do vary from as little as four hundred twenty thousand six hundred eighty, as little as uh what is this angel let me see as little as four hundred twenty thousand eight hundred sixty dollars to upwards of nine hundred seventy thousand eight hundred dollars because we live in the beautiful state of california (laughs) <laughs> loan limits tend to be higher than that $420,000. They tend to be, you know, 600 plus thousand dollars. Now for, uh, duplex in high cost areas, that's $1,243,000 for triplex. That's 1.5 million. And then for fourplex, 1.867 million. So you see how it increases quite a bit when you start to look at triplexes, duplexes, and fourplexes. Um, um, one thing I'll mention real quick, what? this is for L.A. County, right? L.A. County, LA County is a high-cost area. Riverside, San Bernardino would not consider fall under that, so their loan limits are less for FHA. I think it's like, I want to say it's like 562, if I'm not mistaken, for, yeah. for um, Riverside Riverside and San Bernardino County. Um, and then Orange County is a high-cost area, so it's the same thing as, as L.A. County. Yeah, absolutely, Angel. Now let's look at... Uh, hmm... Let's look at mortgage insurance. See, this is a tricky topic, especially with the FHA loan. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure some of you have heard of the, the concept mortgage insurance or private mortgage insurance, right? And whenever mm-hmm. you put less than 20% down, you're going to need to pay a fee, which is going to be essentially insurance in the case you default on your loan because you tend to be a more riskier borrower. So there need to kind of offset that somehow with and they use usually use some sort of mortgage insurance. Yeah. So again, this is anytime you put less than twenty percent down. Now, FHA they have a different system. They still have mortgage insurance, but it's a little bit different than the private mortgage insurance you'll see on a conventional loan. So, Angel, you know, break down what that looks like. Yeah. So, an FHA loan has mortgage insurance referred to as MIP, which is mortgage insurance premium. When I first we first talked about FHA in the beginning of the podcast, I explained that. It is FHA insured, right? I mean, excuse me, government insured. Mm-hmm. FHA loan is a government insured loan. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's this is what it means is that they're insuring that mortgage insurance. So if, if um, you as a borrower can no longer make the payments, the government's going to pay the bank if you default on your property, right? So that is why it's government insured. But what does that mean, right? So on an FHA loan, 
the mortgage insurance tends to be higher than a conventional one, right? Not a bad thing, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, the upfront mor- they have an upfront mortgage insurance, so that's one point seven five percent of the loan amount, right? Um, not that it, when when you get your disclosures or when you get your documents when you're signing for 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 your house on an FHA loan, it shows under closing costs. So closing costs look like they're higher on or they are higher on an FHA loan. But out of pocket, you don't pay that one point seven five percent. That is um, that is taken from the loan amount for your upfront mortgage insurance, right? That is added on top of your loan amount, and it's financed in your monthly payment already. So mm-hmm. you have the upfront mortgage insurance that you pay for, along with your um, your monthly mortgage insurance that you have in your payment. And LA County, it's usually about um, a factor of 0.85 percent to one point zero five percent. Um, of the loan amount on a yearly basis. So they multiply that by the loan amount and divide it by 12. And that's how you get your monthly payment. I know that was a large, little quick <laughs> and fast explanation. But nevertheless, essentially what happens is that, or what tends to happen in most cases with the with an FHA loan, is mortgage insurance can be a little bit more pricey than a conventional loan. So uh, I'll just leave it at that. And then, you know, whenever you come and speak with a loan officer, they can speak in greater detail about it. Yeah, absolutely, Angel. So I know that mortgage insurance for FHA loans is a little bit complicated. So that's why I highly recommend you reaching out to a lender, a financial professional who can break that down for you. But all in all, just know that this mortgage insurance tends to be a little bit pricier than conventional loans. And it isn't as easy to get rid of as well, which we'll go into detail about later. Mm -hmm. So Angel, Let's talk about the pros of the FHA loan. So the FHA loan is amazing, right? Because we're talking about 3.5% down, which is such a little down payment compared to, you know, conventional 5% down, conventional 20% down, and a lot of other programs. Um, the credit score requirement is just a 620, right? So that's mm-hmm. pretty solid. I mean, you can go with F580, but again, me and Angel are both fans of, you know, trying to get your credit scores to a 620 because the interest rate's a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, Angel, what are some other pros to the FHA loan? So, yeah, we the low down payment we mentioned already, right? Um, low credit score requirement, which is phenomenal. FHA will have better interest rates than conventional, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but some, you know, obviously you want to get the best interest rate, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's the best loan, right? Mm-hmm. But it does have a better interest rate, so it is a pro. Um, you sometimes can qualify for more depending on your debt, right? It might make more sense to go FHA if you have a lot of debt, um, but you can always run the, the side-by-side comparisons with your lender, mm-hmm. see which one makes sense, makes mm-hmm. more sense. Um, along with, really, I love, this is my number one thing for an FHA loan, the thing I love it the most for, is you can purchase multi-units for as little as 3.5% down. That's amazing. That's yeah. absolutely amazing. Because what is... Like if you wanted to purchase a duplex with a conventional loan, what are you looking 15% at? 15% down. 15% down. So yeah. think about it. Like you're able to Huge leverage difference. a 3.5% down to purchase a duplex, triplex, yeah. fourplex. Like that is. Exactly. That's amazing. There are 3% down conventional programs that you can technically buy a duplex. But the issue with those programs is they have an um, you have to, an income limit. And it's just like, it's so low in LA County where like, no one qualifies for that program. It's ridiculous. I don't even know yeah. why they have it. Like, it's it's ridiculous, to be yeah. honest. So yeah, you pretty much have to stick to the multi, the multi, uh, uh, for FHA, if you want to low down payment, the, the excuse me, if you want to buy a multi-unit family, mm-hmm. uh, multi-family property with as little as down, FHA is going to be your best bet. 
Yeah, absolutely, Angel. So that's those are really good pros there. Um, FHA just really provides you another uh, avenue to try to you know get pre-approved for a loan. Mm -hmm. Really explore both options, right? Because for most borrowers, you're going to be really looking at conventional and an FHA and seeing what makes more sense for you. If you're an investor, it might make more sense. With if you have a smaller down payment, just to go with the FHA loan. I mean, to be able to offset some of that payment and with purchasing a duplex. Especially right now with you exactly. know high cost with the high cost of homes and with mortgage rates being higher, exactly that might be the move for a lot of you. So Angel, let's talk about the cons for the FHA loan. Um, mm -hmm. What are some of the things that you really don't like about it? That are something that the homies need to be aware of. Yeah, so mortgage insurance I already explained a little bit is it's, it tends to be more expensive on a monthly basis. Mm -hmm. Along with that, you have the upfront mortgage insurance, which a conventional loan will not have. Mm -hmm. um, you must refinance to remove your mortgage insurance, whereas a conventional loan, you do not have to. Wait, I want to stop you on that. So there is another way to remove mortgage insurance if you don't refinance, right? But that's waiting it out mm -hmm. for 11 years. I believe so. So if yeah, you wait it out, mistaken. which doesn't make sense in this market because homes are appreciating so quick that you'll yeah. get the 20% equity within two to three years typically. But let's just say you just forget about your your home, right? They purchase FHA after 11 years, the FHA will automatically fall off. Mm -hmm. So it's something the to consider. Insurance. The mortgage insurance, I'm sorry. The mortgage insurance will automatically fall off. Mm -hmm. So something to consider as well. Mm -hmm. Angel? Um, the monthly payments tend to be higher. Mm -hmm. uh, say that you're going like 5% down conventional. Um, even though, again, the conventional rates are higher, right? Um, your monthly payment will tend to be cheaper on a conventional loan mm -hmm. because of how less expensive the mortgage uh, monthly mortgage insurance is, right? Um, and then some property requirements, like with appraisal, the appraisals are a little bit more strict. Usually don't have a big issue with that, but it could, it could be an issue for some properties, but tend to not not be a, a big a big deal breaker, to be honest. And one um, another one is sellers and listing agents prefer conventional offers over mm -hmm. fha absolutely you know which is very important in this market mm -hmm. it's unfortunate because to me as a lender i don't really see much of a difference that we can close on we can close an fha loan as quick as a conventional loan and doesn't make much of a difference at all so um yeah th those are the those are the main cons i can think of yeah absolutely and i want to go back to uh must meet more strict property requirements so when you're financing a home, you're not going to be able to purchase a home that's an investor special, a mm -hmm. flip, the ones you see on TV, right? No, you're not going to be able to do because there's too much risk involved for the bank to lend you that money because, again, you're going to need additional money outside of it to fix mm -hmm. the home. So properties always need to, f whenever you're financing, need to fit a certain requirement. Now, mm -hmm. conventional tends to be a little bit more lax. FHA tends to be a little bit more strict. Mm -hmm. They tend to be especially more strict when it comes to condos and townhomes, specifically condos. Condos mm -hmm. need to True. have something considered FHA approval. And usually the whole complex needs to be FHA approved, which a lot of complexes are not. So it's recommended to go the conventional route. Now you can do something considered a spot approval, which means you can approve one specific unit within the apartment complex that's not the whole apartment complex is not fha approved but the individual unit can be fha approved but again that's a process so when it comes to looking for townhomes to or condos 
we really do recommend going the conventional route just because it's a lot easier. Trust oh, me, and a lot of realtors don't want to deal with the mess of having to figure out whether the property is FHA approved or not. Good point, Anthony. That's very, very true. Yeah. So, Angel, let's talk about who the FHA loan is ideal for. Yeah, so many times it's for first-time home buyers, right? Like kind of we mentioned already. Mm-hmm. And those are for the first-time home buyers that don't necessarily have the best credit or don't have the most money saved up, right? So if you want to look at a, a conventional loan, I recommend it be in the 700s, preferably over 720. I mean, even 680 is fine in a sense, but over 720 is like where there's a big difference, I think, mm-hmm. between conventional and, and FHA. Um, less of a down. I mean, you can do a 3% down conventional as well, but um, I, I, I like FHA a little bit more than them, than a 3% down conventional. Um, and it's also ideal for people who want to invest with as little as money as possible, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing I just want to touch on as to why it's so ideal for first-time home buyers and not someone who already owns a home is because when someone already owns a home, they're going to usually sell their home, right? And they're going to use that equity to purchase a new property, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So they're going to come with a large down payment. Usually when you have a home, you're making your monthly payments every month, helps your credit, your credit's up. People, homeowners tend to have higher credit scores than non-homeowners, right? So um, there's a lot to it, but those that's what I think the FHA loan is ideally for. Yeah, absolutely. And I really want to nail down people that don't have the best credit score and people who are struggling with that down payment. Um, especially when it comes to putting, you know, 5 10 15% down. Like, that's a lot of money for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So be able to have that option to put 3.5% down yeah. is amazing, right? And me and Angel have always been a big fan. If you have the means to purchase and you can make that mortgage payment comfortably, the sooner the better. And for the last 10 years, since 2013, prices have only gone up year after year after year. So anybody that was able to purchase with the FHA loan with as little money down as soon as they had the means to is has been rewarded handsomely or beautifully mm-hmm. in the last couple of years, right? Yeah. So if you're able to get in, whatever means it takes, we just recommend doing it the sooner the better and let appreciation exactly. do its thing for you. And anybody who's been a property owner in the last year, you reap the rewards of, you know, 10, 15, 20% year over year appreciation. We're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars in appreciation just the last two years. So, um, yeah, we're a big fan of of just trying to get in as soon as possible. FHA loan might be the best way to do it for your first time. Exactly. I I, I think Anthony said that perfect due to um, have clients that, oh, I want to save 20 or I need to have more money. And it's like. The amount of money you're losing by saving, right? You're always trying to catch up to the new purchase prices. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not letting equity, you know, you're not letting your house build equity and, and make its money on its own. You don't have to do it. You just have to live there, right? You have your own house and you have, and you're building equity and you're making money off of it. Um, you know, and I, it's, I think as a homeowner, it's not something we really think about. Like a lot of, oh, our homes work this much. Mm-hmm. But um, when you do think about it, it's honestly an amazing feeling to be like, wow, I bought my home for this much. Now I think if I were to sell it or if I were to refinance and it would appraise at this much, the amount of money that I've made over X amount of years, right, is so is is worth is worth every penny. And um, you don't have to you don't have to have twenty percent, ten percent. Just do it with what you have. Um, and I, I think me and Anthony can both agree that we can promise you that it'll be worth it. We never had a client come <laughs> no to one. us and tell us, "Oh, I regret buying a house." Never had that, <laughs> never. You know? And I've never heard that. So um, I think everyone, everyone 
loves to be a property owner and the benefit of being a property owner is appreciation and equity that you get from it. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a lot of ways to help you offset the payment. Like we mentioned before, you can purchase a duplex, you know, and have help you offset the payment there. Or a lot of people house hack, meaning they'll rent out individual rooms mm -hmm. and then help them offset the payment that way. So there's a lot of ways to, you know, lower that mortgage payment, make it more yeah. comfortable for you. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's it, Angel. You nailed it. That was a really good podcast. I mean, what do you guys think, homies? Comment it in the description of this video for us. I really, really I appreciate all your all your feedback and all your guidance. It really helps us out a lot. Exactly. Um, Angel, where can we find you at? At Your Mortgage Angel on Instagram. At Your Mortgage Angel on Instagram. You know where to find us at the Love Unknown Group or on every form of social media, whether that's TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, podcast. We're on it. Follow us. With that said, I want to wish you all the best. Take care. Stay safe, y'all. Thank you. Hey, homies. It's Anthony. This podcast contains my opinions and is for educational purposes only. It does not guarantee any projections and should not serve as a basis for any purchase or sale in real estate.